got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com You are now listening to The Professional Girls, it's the kid Ebony from the PhD podcast, the only place where you would hear interviews from Black women anonymously on stories that would enlighten and expand on taboo topics. Now, if you hear someone that sounds familiar, mind the business that pays you, child. If you like the PhD podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Please, five star reviews only. Hold me down, don't hold me up. Merch is now available on the site as well as my book list, so please make sure you visit the link in the show notes below. You can connect with the kid on Instagram at the Professional Homegirl and at the PhD Podcast. If you are on Twitter, please follow me at the PhD Podcast. Now, if you are all caught up with episodes, listen to the bonus episodes by supporting the PhD Podcast Patreon account. To support, please visit www.patreon.com forward slash the PhD Podcast. Now, please keep in mind that all of my guests are anonymous, so let's begin this week's episode. Y'all, I am super excited to have my guest on the show today as she will be sharing her story on being an acid attack survivor. So to my guests, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Thank you for having me. Of course, I was just uh, kicking with her before the show telling her that it's been over two years that I was in her DMs yeah. like, hey, come on, come on, can you please <laughs> on the show and share your story? 
<laughs> um, before we begin, I just want to say happy birthday again. You hit a Thank milestone. You. Of course, you hit a milestone in this thing called life. How do you feel? I feel good. I feel good. You I look do. good too. I, thank you. I've come a long way, mm-hmm. especially in healing. So, embracing 40 and this birthday, it hit a little different for me. I was just making fun of her, y'all, because I was like, is she going to make this interview? Because she was <laughs> last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 40 hit different. Does it, it hit different. Yeah, it went for me. Mm-hmm. It, it hit different, I guess, because I'm in a different space. Mm-hmm. My other birthdays, just my attack hasn't wasn't like this. This one. Right. Do you yeah. think because of the attack, it make you look at life differently? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, you. Mm-hmm. It's one of those. Uh, you never. Don't think it won't happen to you, moment. Mm-hmm. And not coming home, you people always say, you know, like, like when you don't make it home at night, come then you when you thought you was gonna make it home, right. like those are one of the biggest understatements ever. Like, cherish, cherish. You have to really cherish your family, your kids, because you do not know when you won't make it home. Right. Right. At night. I didn't make it home to my kids, my newborn baby, that night. Mm-hmm. I'm glad, I'm, I thank God I was able to go back home to him, but that night, I, the plan was to go home and finish cooking Thanksgiving dinner, and I didn't make it. Right. Yeah. Have you noticed that there has been an increase in acid attacks in the U.S.? Yeah, I have noticed that first, you know, I thought it was something that just happened in the UK. Me too, me too. Or, you know what I'm saying? But uh, once this happened to me, I was hearing the stories and it it was happening. It happened to a couple of people here in -hmm. Chicago and uh, all over. If it's not an acid acid attack, it's um, like being set on fire or something like that. Yeah, and I, I realized that too in Chicago. It's a lot of women that's been attacked with um acid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think acid yeah. should be made illegal? Because it feel, I feel like it's, it seems so easy to get. Well, it is easy to get because when when you say acid, it's really not. You think it like chemistry or you know like something? Right. How did they get that? Well, it comes in different forms. Sephoric acid comes in different forms. You know, when I was attacked, the first thing they said was like, well, it was battery acid. And I'm like, well, where, where would she get battery acid from? Right. But it was in the form of a Drano, like a deep concentrated Drano mm. or a deep cleaning solution. Mm-hmm. And that has sephoric acid in it. So that's what was used on me. Mm-hmm. As far as anyone else, I don't know. They use bleach with lye. It, they use all types of stuff. They make concoctions. This is something that, that that don't just happen to people on accident. Right. You really, you you premeditate stuff like this. Yeah, it's a lot of evil ass people in the world. Yeah, yeah. The 
needs therapy. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that's that's my thing now. The world needs once you go to therapy, you start realizing when you talk to people and when you're around people like you need therapy. Mm-hmm. And the world needs therapy because it's 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 an evil place. It what? is no love in this world at all. Yeah, and that's scary because I think about having kids and I'm just like, oh my God, like <laughs> Yeah, you gotta protect your kids. Right. I'm so overprotective over my kids. I have a 15 year old mm-hmm. and she's a pretty girl. I know uh, your I, daughter and your son are mm-hmm. beautiful. Thank you. And I have to tell her, you know, be careful about these girls at school and don't get in people's business or stay away with it. I think she pretty much learned her lesson from watching me. Mm. So I got a pretty good kid. And mm. I thank God for that. I noticed in the last year or two, you really started to share more of your story. What inspired you to do so? Therapy. <laughs> mm. I had in therapy and um I had a lot of let a lot of things go. Um like what, if you don't mind sharing? Um, just the heartbreak, mm-hmm. the uh, the attack it, itself, and you know, through court, I just at at some point I just had to let it out and tell it because it was affecting my healing. Mm-hmm. It was affecting my healing. I wasn't being able to heal on the outside properly. Right. So I just was like, you know what? At first I was real afraid because I was like, oh, this is going to affect my case or they're going to use it against me. After a while, you kind of learn the judicial system and how they work in the court. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking like, oh, I'm going to go to jail. If I say this, let's do right. And I was coming to realize that <laughs> I didn't do nothing. Right. <laughs> I didn't do that. It is it, it's parent I was paranoid. Mm-hmm. And it was just it was just a lot. So I guess I picked the right time from where I felt like, okay, I gotta start talking about it. Right. I have to because people was asking me about it a lot too. And I was like, well, you know what? I gotta let it out. I gotta because it was the parts of, in the with my story. Because my attacker is uh, is not in jail, mm-hmm. she's um, on house arrest. So, of course, she still is a she's still able to be on social media and do certain things. And we are in the same circle. We went to the same high school. Oh wow! Yeah, we went to the same high school, but I never knew her. Right. I never knew her in school. I I knew of her. Mm-hmm. Um. I never knew her personally. Right. I just I knew of her. So that that let me tell my story so I could get I could tell I tell people what I want to tell her. Mm-hmm. So it was just certain things going at our classmates. It was clashing on social media and everything. Right. Like her friends at the time. It was her friends talk. You know, they just try to use social media to taunt me. Right. To make the story seem like 
I brought this on myself. Right. And if that is not how it went. <laughs> right. I'm so excited. You know, I have, I told you my best friends live in Chicago, so I know how y'all give it up. So I'm surprised, or I'm pretty sure you had to keep your family real calm throughout this situation because I can't even imagine like your yeah, family very calm yeah like I know they mm-hmm. want to put hands on her yeah very yeah. calm no, no it's not even my family it's the it's Chicago it's people period because you're a well when I, when I, now I know <laughs> <laughs> Now I am. Right. Um, it, but, you know, like, I haven't told my story to, like, the radio stations or anything like that yet. I plan on, I just need some work. I need some help getting there. But once the case is over, I, I plan to tell it more and get into more detail. Right. But, um, yeah, it's the, the thing about it is people take matters in it into their own hands. Mm-hmm. And... I can't protect you from what someone else that I don't even know can do True. or anything. So, and when it comes to my family, I have to protect her. Mm-hmm. This is a no-no. We're going to let God and the courts handle this. Right. Anything um, outside of that has nothing to do with me. Right, right. And that just speaks to speaks more about your character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I know you can't get too much into the case, but why is it taking so long? Or why do why in certain cases like this, when we know who the attacker is, why does it seem like it's being prolonged? Uh, uh COVID first and oh, foremost. Yeah. Facts. COVID and um, her having a lawyer, and lawyers have to do what lawyers do. Lawyers you know they they have to do what they do mm-hmm. and it it that's what just why it's taking so long like next month will be four years but we are at like making progress we are like at the end it's like it's like at the end okay and i think that's what's get, bringing me more peace because mm-hmm. it's all it's almost at the end like maybe you you know where this is about to go Right. I can't humble you. I can't humble you. I can't make you be remorseful. I can't do any of that. Right. If you want to pay a if you want to pay a lawyer all this money, that's your business. That's your that's what you that's what you plan to do. But it's it's almost over. And I think that's what's giving me more peace mm-hmm. about it. I still have like my struggles, but overall is giving because I know it's coming to an end mm-hmm. is is giving me more peace and is making me more happier mm-hmm. more happier letting certain things go I can't control this I can't control uh him or you know what I'm saying anything so it is what it is right let's just go ahead and get this over with so I can a piece of my soul to be set free Right. I feel like when I first met you through Instagram and just seeing your pictures and seeing how you've been over the years since I've been trying to like get in contact with you, I do feel mm-hmm. like you're getting lighter. Like it's starting to be lifted off your shoulders. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. 
Were yeah, you surprised it, it, by it's the getting lighter? Oh, go ahead. My bad. No, no, I say it's getting lighter. It is. Yeah, I can tell. Were you surprised by the amount of support you received? Yeah, I was mm-hmm. very surprised because it's crazy because it's like the people you don't know support you the most. Oh yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> that's in everything. <laughs> Yeah, the people you don't know supports you the most. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I don't have support from my family or my friends or anything like that, but they show you the most love. Mm-hmm. I think I definitely think I'm here out there prayers. Mm-hmm. My strength comes from somebody else's prayer I don't even know. Yeah, that's how it be. Yeah, and then it make you look at some people that you're close to like, Really, mm-hmm. I could go call this person and say they've been praying for me all the time. They gonna have my back right now, right? Yeah, right. It's just a going through something like this so traumatic. It, it's just a journey. You learn yourself. You get closer to God. You learn yourself. You learn people. Mm-hmm. You were attacked November twenty first, twenty eighteen, and we are approaching the fourth year. When that date comes around, how do you feel? Um, the first two years, well, I, the first two years, I cried, I cried, I cried, I cried. Um, it doesn't get easy. Mm-hmm. It's just something that you gotta live with. Right. It does not get easy. It's something you gotta live with. Because that day was on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. It fell on Thanksgiving. So, Thanksgiving is different for me. Yeah. Because the first year, I didn't want to go nowhere. Um, I didn't want to go nowhere. I didn't want to, like, be bothered. But I was in a state of depression, too. Mm-hmm. Real deep depression. So it was just like, I'm going to my mom and daddy house. I'm going to eat. I'm going to go around. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't want to go around my family. Like, it took me a, a year and a half to go see my grandmother. Mm-hmm. One of my grandmothers. It took me a year and a half to go see her. Because I was scared. I did not want her to see me like this. Right. Her, this grandma, I did not want her to see me like this. Mm. I didn't. I didn't. And then I ended up going on Christmas mm-hmm. to go see her. And it just, I, it was, it was, I found comfort in it. Ain't nothing to grandma's love. Yeah. Yeah. And I got three grandmothers. So <laughs> that one, that's a tough cookie. Right. May she rest in peace. But that was that was a tough cookie because she she didn't she was funny about the relationship in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> so she was just like she my grandmother was ninety-six, I believe, and she oh, came wow. to my baby shower. And she, I introduced her to my son's father, and she was like, oh. She looked him up and down and thought, oh, you a boyfriend. Really? Yeah. She was like, huh? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not impressed. <laughs> and I was like, yep, Brady don't like him. Wow. But for this to happen to me, I was like, 
not let her see me like this. Were you afraid that she was going to be like, I told you so? Or she just knew something was going to happen? Yeah, a little bit. But my other grandma, she didn't say I told you so, but she was like, I told you. I told you don't beat that boy. That mm-hmm. nigga, I told you. <laughs> like, no, but you ain't want to listen. Mm. I wanted you to come home. Yeah. My other grandma, she don't care about rubbing nothing in my face. Mm. She did, but it was needed. Right. Yeah. Mm. Now, what can you tell us about that night? And I told, because I um before we started the interview, I told my guest that I don't want her to go into too many details because I know that she's uh still in trial. But I think one of the main reasons why I was like begging you to come onto the show, because I do feel like your story, unfortunately, is relatable and it can happen to any one of us, especially when it comes to dealing with men. So what can you share with us? Um, just like that night, uh, we had, we, I, once she found out I was pregnant, mm-hmm. she just was like, she didn't have a problem with our relationship until she found out that I was pregnant. And once she found out that I was pregnant, it was just all hell broke loose. It was like the world was on you. Mm. It was like, he was saying to death row records. Like, that's a joke now. Like, I was like, boy, you signed to death row records. Stop talking to me. <laughs> right. <laughs> and um, it was just crazy because it made it seem like I was a sad truth. Mm. And I wasn't. I was actually the, the woman right. who lived with her boyfriend who had a baby. And she was just a baby mama. Right. So, I mean, leading up to that, uh, we went out. I had the baby and he was trying to get me out. We had went out the week before. And um it was just like, okay. And we didn't know she was going to be there. Mm-hmm. When we got there, we were told that she was going to be there. And that was that. She came in on her bull. Mm-hmm. I, think in, I think what made her even more uh, angry is because I ignored her. Mm-hmm. Like we never, we didn't have an altercation or anything. Like she had an altercation with her baby daddy. Not right. me, that wasn't my business. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? Like they ain't got nothing girl. to do with me. <laughs> no, just don't say nothing to me. Right. And because I ignored her, I think that's how that really probably, you know, the devil doesn't like a good spirit. Mm-hmm. So. That's what happened. When did you realize you was attacked by accident? When she threw the drink on me. Because <laughs> mm. we, like, she tried to make a scene and they took us, separated us, and I was like, okay, I'm going to leave. That it is. And of course, I knew people that were there. So when I was leaving, I stopped and talked to one of my clients. And, she was walking around, and once I walked away, she ran up on me and threw it on me, and it burned instantly. Mm-hmm. 
at first I thought it was pepper spray because she came in with pepper spray in her hand. Mm-hmm. But it burned instantly. I ran to the bar. Mm-hmm. I ran to the bar to get ice water or whatever it was. I, I didn't know it was acid. I didn't realize it was acid until the, the ambulance and stuff came. I mean, why would you even think it was acid? <laughs> I thought it was pepper spray. Right. I thought right. it was pepper spray mixed in a drink or something. Mm. Looking back, did you notice any red flags? Yes. There was a thousand of them, and I ignored every one of them. Mm. I ignored every one of them. And that's the thing. That's what is important Mm -hmm. this is what my story is about it is not about her she did what she did and she has to pay for that but my accountability on my end is I ignore every red flag God gave me Mm. every one I had a thousand of I ignore every red flag and not necessarily from her but from her right I ignored them. And some way, somehow, I had to get my attention. I know. Yeah, I hated it was like this, but he had to get me. Right. What would you say were some of the biggest red flags? Him cheating on me with her. Mm. When I was pregnant. Him, he was running from me. You know, I have people being guilt. Mm-hmm. Living guilt. That's what it was. It was just a lot. Then he wasn't coming home at night. Just all the red flags, like even before she did what she did. Um, he always jumped when she called. Mm. Um, it could be for anything. It was crazy. She had a boyfriend. Mm. Um, yeah, I had a lot of red flags. Mm. You suffered second and third degree burns on your face, neck, and shoulder. When you saw yourself for the first time, what were some of the emotions you felt? Um, it was crazy because I saw myself at in the in the hospital, mm-hmm. and they were letting me go home because they covered the mirror. Mm. Yeah. So it was just like, okay, I need to go. Like, <laughs> get me out of here. Right. <laughs> but the thing about it is when you go home, when you go home, now when I went home the next day and woke up and went to the bathroom, it's a whole different experience. It was not the same experience from the day before when I was in the hospital. The, the, the skin looked different. Mm-hmm. And when I looked at myself in the mirror when I went in the bathroom, I just was in there for a minute. Then I cried. I was crying. I was crying. I was crying. And when I came out the bathroom, he was standing at the door. His mom, I believe my mom, we had a crying moment. Mm. We, had, we had a crying moment. We had a lot of crying moments, though. We had mm-hmm. a lot of... Uh, Crying moments. I cried a lot with a newborn baby too. 
Yeah. You just gave birth to him like four and a half, five weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, five. Yeah, like five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had just had him. So I got new one babies, cars. I was just messed up. I'm surprised nobody did. I was gonna say I'm surprised nobody didn't want to put hands on him. They did. Oh, okay. (laughs) Cause man, I did. Yeah, (laughs) I I broke my finger. Oh wow! Yeah, broke my ring finger fighting. That's how out of control, like my anger was. Cause it got worse. At like for the first month or two it was you know he had to help me and take care of me so he said I was going to the doctor every other day mm-hmm. they didn't keep me in the hospital and I think they didn't keep me in the hospital because I had just had a baby and I was able to go home but you know after that it just got bad he wasn't coming home at night it was just a long situation he was torn now that I'm healing I, I get it but at the time, it was not good for me. Right. I was angry. I was putting holes in walls. I was, I was a mess. No, nah, you was angry. I would have been angry too. Yeah. And I, to this day, I really still haven't let all that anger out. I mean, can you blame yourself? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I okay. can't. And my, 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 my scary moment is when I'm going to let it out. Right. <laughs> Right. Weird. Like you just gonna let all this anger out. Do you think you would ever get over this? Like be to a point where you're like, okay, it's in the past, it's done. Mm-mm. Right. Nah. But I gotta live with this for the rest of my life. Right. I gotta talk about this for the rest of my life. At some point, this is gonna be how I put food on my face for my kids. For my kids. So, I ain't gonna never get over it. I'm not gonna ever get over it. Like, it's just gonna, I'm gonna be at a mark. Well, I ain't gonna say not never get over it. I take that back. I'm just gonna be at a better space with it. Be peaceful. Cause I can't, this is my life. So, I can't escape it. Right. I can't, I can't throw this under the bus after all my healing and act like it never happened. Right. This is stuck with me and my kids, my family, forever. Forever. Mm. How many surgeries did you have to have? I had a lot of them. Yeah. Um, I think I had over. Mm. After a while, I lost count. So I, I think I had over maybe... I, over 10 I do over 10 um I'm still I still got a half surgery really? like they haven't mm-hmm, they haven't done any, any work on my eye mm. what did yeah. they have to do to your eye they wanted to try to uh correct my vision mm-hmm. and I needed to see a specialist but because I had so many surgeries, I just took a break. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like I don't have no vision in my eyes. 
Yeah, I'm not about to be a guinea pig. Right. I'm not about to be a guinea pig. I don't want you to correct my vision. I, I got one eye, and those those procedures are 50-50. Yeah. It might work, it might not. I'm not willing to take that chance because this is the biggest loss for me. My eye. Losing my vision was the biggest loss for me. You're not about to get my hopes up because you want to practice on me. Right, because it can go e- either way, and we're not. It can go either that. way. Right. It can it can work for a week, and then one it can black out the next week. You right. know, I'm not willing to take that chance. Right. But the minor, minor little surgeries, cataracts, or stuff like that, I could do. But trying to give me a cornea transplant and things like that, no. absolutely not. I don't. So, so I I declined a lot of surgeries. I decline surgeries like for my nose and stuff like that. I decline on surgeries because it's just too much. Right. And thank yeah, God you still it. got your peace of mind. Yeah. 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 How did the attack affect your journey with motherhood when it came to your son? Ooh, it was it's hard. Yeah. It was that it was harder when he was a newborn because I was I was depressed I had severe depression severe I had I was I was diagnosed with severe depression severe anxiety severe PTSD um um and I was sad so I couldn't um I was sad I was heartbroken Everything was just happening at one time. It was a lot. It was, it was a lot. Um, I couldn't nurture him. Because mm-hmm. I was breastfeeding. And when I was in high school, I thought I was going home to breastfeed him. And they told me I couldn't breastfeed him anymore. Because mm-hmm. I was so doped up with so much medicine that dried my milk. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was hard for me to nurture him. It was hard for me to... Uh, have a bond with him in the beginning. It was hard. Because in my mind, she did this because I had a baby. Right. So a, a little piece of me resented my baby. I was just about to ask you, did you resent your baby? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just there. I was just taking care of him. So it was like I wasn't even bonding with him. Right. But I had to get away from him. A bond, really, really create a bond with my my son. Cause my son really saved me. Mm-hmm. God knew that I needed him. I needed his love. It was an unconditional love that I had never felt before. And he's so adorable, y'all. Oh my god! <laughs> it was so an unconditional love that I had never felt before with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, once I snapped out of that stage uh i wasn't in it for a long time but once i did snap out of it i put all of it into him and my daughter mm-hmm. my daughter was a strong one she was strong of course he didn't know what was going on mm-hmm. but she was a strong one but he didn't my baby he didn't want nobody but me mm. it'd be I have to come out of surgery and he'll be crying. 
and he was on me, and I was just like, why are you on me? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I would have to be hopping on one leg, one arm. He was getting heavy <laughs> carrying oh. him on because I couldn't carry him on my right side. Mm-hmm. He was trying to touch my face, and he couldn't because it would hurt. Mm-hmm. And certain things to this day, you cannot sleep without touching you. Mm. He cannot, like, he has to touch me. And so I have so many videos and pictures of this boy just like sitting on the couch, and he's just like, you'll see a hand, like, <laughs> <laughs> you'll see a hand. But it was. It was just challenging motherhood. And, you know, my daughter seeing me in that space. Mm-hmm. Seeing me go through that. He, my son doesn't understand. But my daughter does. So she mm-hmm. had to see that. Because I lied to her. I told her I was in a bad car accident. Mm. Did she believe? Yeah, I told her. At first she did. Mm. Until she found out the truth. How did she feel? She she said she hate her. And mm-hmm. I don't teach her to hate. Right. And she just like, why do they treat you? Why do they treat you like that? Why do they, why did she do this? Right. Baby, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you don't know why. You know, I just realized, do you think that this is going to affect the relationship between your child, your son, and her child? They don't know each other. Mm. Her child is almost a family. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. But um, they, they don't know each other right now. Mm. Of course, he knows that he has a brother, a little brother whatever the case may be, but because of the situation, it's just not a good place for this space. Um, I think eventually in due time, they will meet and probably have a relationship with each other. I hope they are strong enough to have a relationship with each other. I have nothing against her child. Right. He didn't do anything to me. Um, I do teach my son that he does have a brother. Um, and that's pretty much something that his father has to do. It's something I can't, I can't fix him. Yeah. But I do pray. I pray for him Mm. all the time. I always pray that her son doesn't catch her karma. Yeah. It's in like, it's in my journal, like full-blown prayers. <laughs> so um one day they'll get together. I hope they do. Yeah. Talk about your road to healing. What did that look like? It was it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> hard. Real hard. Um it was rough. Being heartbroken, being heartbroken like my relationship did not work. And then, 
And then this happened to me. Like, it was heartbreaking because, like, why you have to go so far as to yeah. work for what you did? Like, you had no reason to do this. Ain't like you was, like, threatening what your life was. You know what I'm saying? Fear for your life. Like, you had no reason right. to do this. But it's a, you know, like I tell people, I'm from, she need more credit than me. Mm. She need more credit than me because her mental state ain't, is, it wasn't where it should have been for her to do something like this. Right. So, um, my hand was, it was hard. I was going to like two psychiatrists, but it was making me feel crazy. Mm-hmm. It was making me feel crazy and it wasn't helping, but it wasn't helping because it was just so much. Mm-hmm. So I stopped going. And then I ended up being a life coach. Mm, how that? I got one in February. I started seeing her. And that's when the real healing started. Mm. That's why you're able to see me like. Yeah. <laughs> I got a life coach. Mm. That's dope though. Yeah. And I still go. I still uh, see her every two weeks. Mm-hmm. And she forced me to journal because I do not like writing. Me either. <laughs> like, how am I write a book and I'm writing my journal? Because I got a memory. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. why do I have to write? But, um, yeah, I had to do a lot of forgiving when, on myself. Yeah, I was just about to ask you that. Did you forgive yourself? Yeah, I had to do a lot of forgiveness for myself, and that's a lot of changing mm-hmm. with my relationship with God and everything. How did this strengthen your? How did this strengthen um your relationship with God? Because who else was I gonna turn to? All right, I had nobody else to turn to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Only person that could have got me through this was God. Because I think I I didn't have suicidal thoughts. I didn't have suicidal thoughts. If I had, if this had happened to me and I didn't have my son, I probably would have had suicidal thoughts. Because in my mind, I would have thought my daughter would have been okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't have suicidal thoughts, but I did ask God to just take me. Because in my mind, Suicide was a sin. Right. So I couldn't do it. But if God did it. <laughs> right. It's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what I tricked my man to think. So I would really be like, God, I'm done. <laughs> right. Right. I can't do this. I can't. I can't do this. I had a mental breakdown. And that was like the point to get yourself together. Mm-hmm. I it was it was like get yourself together because I ain't bring you this far just to be sad or you know you gonna get through this. 
Right. So it was a lot of prayer, a lot of prayer, a lot of prayer, a lot of crying, a lot of forgiving myself. Because at first it was, I was a victim. I was a victim. And they were to blame mm-hmm. for it. And I think that was one of the main reasons as to why my relationship was uh, coming to an end. Mm-hmm. Because, oh, this your fault. <laughs> this your right. fault. But praying and getting closer to God, you, you start to hear God. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, remember that time when that happened? That was me. I was trying to warn you. Like, That's a fact. Yeah. So you started thinking about that. I started thinking about those times. And like, you know what? And the more I healed, the more I started holding myself accountable. Mm-hmm. Like, it ain't my fault, though. Don't get me wrong. Right. But a lot of it could have been prevented if I could have just walked away. Mhm. That's a fact. I think about a lot of the shit that I've been through, and I've like I used to be like, "Damn, like why me? Why me? Why me?" But then when I look back on certain things, I'm like, "Yo, God was with me the whole time. I'm I'm just now realizing that." Yeah, certain things that happen, and this is how I know I was getting close. I'm I, was, I am getting closer to God. God it was getting closer to God because I started realizing like this. I ain't had nothing to do with this. Mhm. I literally got caught in somebody else's storm. Yeah. Like, I literally was caught in your storm. You was in a bad space. You yeah. had to take it out on somebody. So I was the one. Mm-hmm. I was the one. Facts. It was nothing that I, I, I did to deserve this. I was just caught in the wrong, I was at the wrong place. Mm-hmm. Well, I was at the right place. Because I, I I had to go through this to be where I'm at today. Mm-hmm. I never love myself as much as I do now. Mm. I would have I would not accept that stuff that I was going through. Now, what I've been went through with him, I would not accept that now. Like if you don't, right? <laughs> like no. So I had to go through this. To love myself. To mm-hmm. love myself is to know that God loves me. Mm-hmm. Did, it feel, did it feel like you were reborn? And if so, did you have to rediscover yourself? Reborn? I don't know about reborn, but I definitely felt like I had to figure this out all over again. Like mm-hmm. I'm still trying to figure out like how to, you know, just be normal. Like I was surprised that I had so much fun like yesterday because I have social anxiety so bad. Y'all, she like was yesterday, y'all. She was on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I said, like, I call to make sure she gonna come to the show because she was lit. <laughs> yeah, so it was. It's just like I I have social anxiety real bad. I don't hang out the way I used to. I don't go places the way, like how I used to. I'm not a social butterfly. Mm-hmm. Like I used to be, I'm not as friendly as I used to be. Um, so I set a lot of boundaries. I just don't do the stuff that I used to. I'm paranoid when I go out that door. Mm. 
because this happened to me for no reason. So right. who's saying what happened to me? Mm. Like the world just crazy. Like I did not know I was hated that much. Like what did I do to you for you to hate me like that? Right. You had to hate me. Mm. And I had never felt hated so much in my life. Right. Um, why? Why do you hate me like this? So we getting back out here and stuff is challenging. It's challenging because I'm really like just a homebody. Dating is hard. I can I can't even imagine. That was my next question. Yeah, dating is hard. Is it's hard. It was. You know, I, it was it's it's hard to pick out who's who's uh really genuine and who's not. You know, um, people want to just get in your business on your story. They think you got money. They think you people want to live in this light land. Like like I don't care about all these views I get. Like I got a message like, girl, you had twenty two point four million views. Yeah. I know. How you feel? Um, I don't feel like nothing. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, you know, to some people, the likes and the views gets them and it boosts them. It don't boost me. Mm-hmm. Like, I had a, I really had a hard time posting my pictures yesterday for my birthday. I took a photo shoot purposely to, to post the pictures in the show the world. But mm-hmm. I had a hard time finding the courage to do that because for one, I did not want all that attention. Mm-hmm. I didn't want all that attention that I knew I would get. And trust me, it's a, it's a lot of messages in my inbox <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, it's just, I don't want that type of attention. Mm-hmm. But this is my life now. This is my life and I have to, women, and men look at me like this is this a strong girl. Mm-hmm. How she do it? Well, it's my job now. This what I I got to keep showing the world. This how I do it. Like I'm like a, a mentor to people I don't even know <laughs> because a lot of people who are disfigured in the face and stuff like that, like they don't know how to accepted mm-hmm. and that was my that was my big issue with accepting especially in the dating world it was like well you're gonna have to accept everything that comes with me and that it is but i hadn't accepted it myself right i want you to accept it but i ain't accepted i want to show acceptance for me so i had to start accepting it myself so like now when it comes to dating i'm a little more at ease mm-hmm. because this is me at first, it was like, why you don't want to take me out? You don't want to see me with me in public or, you know what I'm saying? But now it's just like, I just let it flow naturally. I set boundaries. Everything is a red flag for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the hard part. Everything is a red flag. I'm like, mm, nope. When the last time you say you broke up with your ex? <laughs> like, <Right. laughs> uh, no, nah, y'all ain't done. Mm. And I know niggas be in your DM because you still look good. I keep telling Thank her that, you. Though, like she looks good. Like she posted her pictures. I mean, you look like 
I always say about um, my guests that, you know, superheroes don't always wear capes. And I really do think that it's important for you to share your story because a lot of women and men can relate to it. And you still yeah. look pretty. Like, I still Thank see you. the same person. Thank you. It's just, oh, uh, like, yeah, my man's out of check. But, oh. Um, her body still look good, y'all. She posted her I gained weight. No, you still look good, especially after giving birth. Thank you. But the thing about it is for two years, two and a half years, because I gained weight. I gained, started gaining weight the end of last year. So mm-hmm. I was like 150 pounds. <laughs> I was like 150 pounds. And once I got my life coach, I started gaining weight. So I was like, I'm at 200 pounds now. Mm. And I'm just like, man, my ankles, my legs are big for my ankles. <laughs> so what is going on? <laughs> but I realized like it's peace. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's, a, it's a different peace that allowed me to feel myself back out because I was so sick. I was yeah. so little. You were stressed and depressed. Ooh, and depressed, yes. Yeah. Yeah, because I lost everything. I lost everything. Mm. Everything. It was it was hard. I lost everything. And mm. then COVID happened. We couldn't work. I was broke as hell. Right. When I tell you, like the brokest that I had ever been in my life, I lost everything. Oh, it was just it was rough. Mm. Yeah. The suspect was arrested on February 18th for an aggravated battery with great bodily harm and was put under house arrest. At this point, would an apology even matter to you? Mm-mm. No, because I know I ain't going to get one. Right. I ain't going to get one. And then it's the remorse for me. Like, you ain't remorse like, yeah. do you not know what you got yourself into? Yeah. Like, I'm afraid for you. <laughs> I'm afraid for you. Well, you know, jail will humble people. <laughs> Being in the house on COVID humbled me. So Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I'm afraid for you. Like, you ain't scared? Yeah. So you ain't sorry. You ain't remorseful. Remorse softens the heart. You know what I'm saying? And I, I'm a forgiving person. I am so forgiving. I'm too forgiving. Mm-hmm. And I ask God, why did you make me like this? I don't, I don't want to be like this. Right. But if she was remorseful, for the forgiveness process would be so much easier. Mm. It would be so much easier. We probably wouldn't even be this far where we are in the court process. Right. Mm. Hell, shit, I'm scared for. Like, girl, you don't even know what you just really talk about. Yeah, that's a fact. You must not know nobody who really went to jail for some stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I know people who really went to jail for some stuff, and then they know where to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't wish nothing like that on nobody. Sure you also don't throw no dog on ass on nobody either. But you know, people, hey, people, my morals is totally different. 
Mm -hmm. um, if this is her going away, we'll humble her or whatever, you know. I just pray she get closer to God and get herself some help and find herself. Mm-hmm. That's find a herself for real. Because she, she, she know herself, I know. Right. I don't even know if she's ever been allowed to be herself. I don't know what she's been through, but she had to been going through something because she was hurt to the point where she hurt me. Right. Mm. So, you know, and that's my prayer for her. My prayer is for her to get herself together and get her man right. Facts. And for God to humble her and realize that. Oh, he gonna humble her. She didn't just hurt me. Mm -hmm. She hurt everybody. Her family. My family. Her parents. My parents. Her siblings. My siblings. Our families. Like, we all hurt. Mm -hmm. We all hurt for some stupid shit you did because you stupid. Yeah. So my biggest prayer for her is to get herself together and get her man right. Get her man right so she can realize the position she put us in. And the sad thing about it is people don't realize something so quick as in a five-second throwing a drink of somebody will cost you a lifetime. Mm -hmm. I would never think to be nothing like that. I'd just be like, what's up? Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> Like, box it out or something if it's that bad. That's but what I said. It wasn't even that bad to me because, like, you had a secret for me, but no apparent over a man. That's what it was. It was because he loved me publicly. Right. He was doing things that he was, he was in the space that he probably wasn't ever in. You know what I'm saying? And people hate to see when you're in a good space or when somebody else makes you happy. Facts. People hate that. So, like, it ain't even that serious. And look where this nigga is now. Right. He ain't with you. He ain't with me. It's just a lesson. You got to really learn the hard way. Like, you got to really leave your family and your kids. Mm-hmm. For some stupid stuff. It's not, it wasn't even worth it. I'm pretty sure she was. Like, in due time, I would love to have a conversation with her. Like, as a woman to woman? Yeah, woman to woman. Mm-hmm. In due time, I would love to have a conversation with her. But God gonna have to do his work on her. Oh, he the will. devil got that much control like that. Yeah. It's, mm -hmm. it's gonna take it's gonna take a week or a month in jail ain't gonna fix it. You're gonna have to lose everything. Yeah. That's heartbreaking. Yeah. What is some of the Oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying it's heartbreaking that it, she, it, 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 you just gotta go through this. Yeah. You going going away is heartbreaking. It may not be heartbreaking for me, but it's heartbreaking for you and your people. Right. 
you ain't I'm not the only one you heard. Mm-hmm. Stop just getting back at me and you really messed up some real good relationships. Yeah. So what are some of the conversations you would have with your children when they get older about dating and just being in situations like this? Because I just feel like, especially when you are, are an attractive woman, this is something that we all have to go through, some a little bit more severe than others. So what would you tell your daughter and son? Like my daughter, um, you know, I think it's crazy because I feel like I might even have to tell her this because she, she knows like... Mm-hmm the laughs and you know what I'm saying just red flags I know it's gonna be a time when she's gonna fall in love and it's gonna be the wrong person and of course we don't help her through that but right as far as situations where it's just too many red flags and there's too many problems baby you gotta walk away from me because I'm your biggest example I can't lose you because you almost lost me mm. I can't lose you to no nonsense so we walking away from nonsense Mm. we walk away from nonsense like I tell her all the time she she always got a story like when she get out of school girl mama look girl let me tell you <laughs> I'm like uh, that was low vibration them girls they love <laughs> you know I have to talk in <laughs> they her slang so it's just like I think she gonna get it better so as my son um I really want to raise him to be an honest young man. Mm. It's men out here that are really honest women. And it's the women that take it the wrong way. Yeah. So I be an honest young, honest young man. You know what I'm saying? He know how to, he's going to know how to love a woman because he got me. Mm-hmm. I'm overly affectionate with my kids. Overly affectionate. So he's going to know how to love a woman. I just hope he just don't have, you know, something just in your DNA. Mm-hmm. And because my son is the spitting image of his father, because mm-hmm. it looked like I just carried him. Like, here's your baby. Right, right. <laughs> um, I pray that he does not be like, you know. But, like, as my son's father told me, like, mom, Stink gonna be raised right. We call him Stink. Mm-hmm. Well, I call both of my kids Stink, but he we call him Stink. <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, he 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 gonna be raised right." I said, "Well, you gotta raise him. You have to raise him. You have to raise your son." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, I just pray my son don't. You know what I'm saying? follow his DNA, which I know he won't because I'm stronger than that. I don't play that. Right. He will be a pretty honest guy. And is is men need to be honest with women. Be more honest. Give us an option. Had he been a little more honest with me, a lot of things would have been prevented. Right. A lot of things would be prevented and men have to stop lying to women and playing both sides. Facts. And about say like, you know, I want to do something for me. Like I speak to women, but it's the men who need to be self spoken to because they don't hear mm-hmm. it from a female who understand. Like, be honest with me. Give me the option. You mm-hmm. know, that's don't take the best that thing that you could too. 
Right. Yeah, that, that's the best thing that you could do. Because if you told me this, and this is what it is, and I dealt with it, whatever happened after that is on me. Facts. Men have to be more honest and protect us women. Mm-hmm. The crazy shit like this. They have to be more honest. The men need therapy too. Mm-hmm. You got mommy issues, daddy issues. You know what I'm saying? It's hard for the black men. I get it. But you got to make it easy for us to accept that from you. Right. This is what it is. And this is, it's not one of those, well, this is how I am, so accept it. No, I ain't got to accept it. But if you're willing to work on yourself, a lot of men are not healed. I got with a man who wasn't healed. Right. I got with a man who wasn't healed and who was torn. Mm. he's torn and the more I hear the more I understand why the things went the way they went after this happened to him but me I say us because he went through it too mm-hmm. this was very life changing for him as well now I'm not justifying anything with him but he went through this with me too like this changed his life forever he has not been the same. Mm. He has not been the same. And he took more losses than me. Like, this happened to me, but, like, he... The, when him telling me that... And we just had this conversation, like, last week. It was a, a it was really, like, an accountability, accountability moment on his end. Mm-hmm. And he was like, seeing your skin fall off your face was something that I have never seen before in my life. And I will never forget that. And to think that this happened because of me. That was all I needed, wanted to hear from me. You know how long I've been waiting for him to have that conversation with me? Yeah, I can't, I can't even imagine. Yeah. Like, your skin came off your face because of a hate. I'm like, well, hell, you love to hate or something. Don't talk about it now. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I got to put my sass in there like. Like, nigga. What you want? <laughs> but at the end of the day, you know, people like, oh, she hates him. I would hate him. I would hate him. I don't hate him. Mm-hmm. I hate what he did. I hate how he did it. Because at one point, we were in love and he loved me. You know what I'm saying? Right. I just, I just hate what he did, and I hate, and I'm, and he hate that they, it, this just happened the way it did. Right. And I'm, pre- I'm not even gonna say I'm pretty sure that he won't put nobody else through this again. He, he won't have to, cause who? I'm not about to do this to nobody over you. Yeah. I'm not about to even break a sweat. So. I hope he learned his lesson. But at the same time, he probably thinking in the back of his mind, how can I make this right wrong? Mm. He's trying to right his wrongs. Well, he got to work that out with God. Mm-hmm. Let me. I told him I was saying, you, you need to hear. You need to hear. Mm. This did not just break me. It broke you. Mm. Huh? 
My heart is different. My heart is real different. And I, I've accepted that. Because mm-hmm. at first, I didn't want it to be different. I wanted it to be mean and cold. Yeah. But nothing in me can be like that. Not even for my attacker. I hope she gets what she deserves. And that's just it. Mm. But God, he's different something different. That's just what God sees. Mm. How do you think this will affect the relationship between your son and his father? Because I'm pretty sure as he gets older, conversations going to be need to be had. He got to figure that out. That ain't for me. Right. He has to figure that out. He... I I hope I hope that he's um changed enough to really sit him down and explain to him as a man how it was and what it was. I, I I hope by that time he's really changed and their relationship is so good to the point where it's an understanding rather mm-hmm. than my son being angry with him. Mm-hmm. but that's something he gotta fix I can't fix it mm. I can't fix it I just pray it works out for them and if God is in it it will and last but not least what is your advice to women that are having issues with their partner's ex Get out of it. Get out of it, cuz. You ain't having a problem with the ex for no reason. Right. It's a full thing. Mm. You are not having a problem with the ex for no reason. So, you either gonna get out of it or it's gonna be you. The problem with the ex is the, is the red flag. Right. Why, why she got a problem? I my my daughter's father has girlfriends and stuff and it's just like we a whole family. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we had problems in it, mm-hmm. but mine is just like girl, if you don't come in here and get something to eat, <laughs> like right. <laughs> I don't want it, but that's my dog. Like right. <laughs> I want you to know that. That's my dog. We 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 locked, but I don't want to. And that's the thing. A lot of women they see their ass doing good and they want them back, mm-hmm. but you don't get the same version. Facts. You don't get the same version I got. Mm-hmm. So don't expect that. That's your ex for a reason. Just because he's giving me a better version and you want him back, you gonna get that same version. You not. You're going to get the same person that he always been to you. Facts. Women got to stop doing it. Mm-hmm. Women have to stop putting themselves in a position where when they ex move on, oh, I want you back. Nah. No. Because you don't get the same version that I get. As if I was with, you know what I'm saying? Like, my 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 ex, he got she got a better version of him than I am. Mm-hmm. So it's just like 
You either gonna give him better or he gonna be worse. Yeah. But you're not gonna get the good the goodness that I got. Because for one, we fresh in anyway. Right. <laughs> so it's gonna seem like it's good <laughs> anyway. You gotta stop doing that. Women have to stop doing that. Let these men move on with their life. Mm-hmm. Let them move on. It's not even worth it. You, you want them back for him to do the same stuff he was doing. Of course he's going to do something different with me because I'm new. Mm-hmm. Duh. Duh. <laughs> and yes, he's going to be a headache once I get to know him. Yeah. Just because you my baby daddy, you not mine forever. I don't own you. I don't own you. You're not mine forever. Right. So it's just like women got to, re- I really work, I really need women to stop doing it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want my family back. No, you don't. You just don't want me to just look good over- Right. <laughs> it just looks good over here for right now because I'm new. Right. And we head over here. Mm-hmm. You don't want them back. You ain't even going to get the same version I get. And I don't think women think of it like that. Mm-mm. Women just think they just got the power of the P-U-S-S-Y. Right. And that's what's going to get it back. And in, in, in this case, in my case, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. But you still didn't get that same, that version of him. You didn't get that back? Facts. Mm-hmm. You didn't get it back. I'm just curious. So what's next for you? Because I know we need to get a we need to get a book deal. We need to get a show. Like once everything is done with the portrait, like what are we doing? Because we gotta support I you. Want, look, I wanna go on the Steve Harvey show. Yes, come on now. I really want to go on the Steve Harvey show to tell my story. I really want to go on the Steve Harvey. I wanna do more. I wanna do more shows and stuff, but like I because when I did my first interview, uh on the big pat the real big platform. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't know it was gonna be that big. Mm-hmm. But you know, when you have certain amount of views and stuff, they get paid for that. And mm-hmm. I knew that. But 22.4 million? Yeah. Views is a lot. Y'all got paid for that. So it was like I'm not doing no free interviews for any big platform. Yeah. Any more big platforms. If it's small you know, small women stuff, but a big, I, big platforms are reaching out to you. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, well, I wait till this case is over, but I'm not doing it for free. Yeah, they need no. to pay for your pain. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. no, I'm not doing this for free because you're going to ask questions on how many cry. You know what I'm saying? You want, I, I got to relive this. Right. You got to pay me for reliving this. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I, when it's, was, you know, something like this or a church event or, or something for my community or anything like that, of course. But a big platform where y'all got money and I'm sitting there struggling. Mm-hmm. No, nah, y'all ain't about to make all this money off my story. Fair. Y'all not. So, and I know I have a good story. Mm-hmm. It's something that you ain't even told yet. So it's just like, and then, and like, I want to write a book, mm-hmm. but I also, I, I want to go to school and talk about it. Yeah, you should. You, you, know, 
You gotta get your motivational bag. Huh? I said you definitely gotta get into your motivational bag because you have a story. I do, I do, I really do. I, it's like I want somebody to come pull me and take my hand, like come on, come on, girl. And it's hard. It's mm-hmm. hard just pushing yourself to do this. I need a, I need a pusher. <laughs> <laughs> I need a pusher because it's hard. I'm a single mom. I got my own stuff to do. So mm-hmm. it's just like, how am I going to do this? But it got to get out. It has to get out. Right. It has to get out. Like, it got to hit a TV station or a real, real big platform. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, this has got to, because this is unheard of. Like, I know you heard of, like, Sabrina Greenlee's story. Mm-hmm. And our story is like the same. It's it's the same. It's near mm-hmm. near the same story. And uh, that was a part of my healing too when I met her. Like I reached out to her, and we did a live interview on uh, Instagram Live. Oh, and I just saw that. Yeah, she had a purple yeah. person or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It was a big part of my uh, healing, and she still keeps in touch with me and things mm-hmm. like that. And I needed that. Yeah. And she was just taking off with telling her story mm-hmm. at the time. Like, so, you know, I, I'm thinking about a non for profit organization, or, you know what I'm saying? Like, something. Because men go through this too. Mm-hmm. You can't leave the men out. Sometimes I'm men out of cause, but it's just sometimes women take it too far. Yeah. And men, some men get hurt. Because I've had people reach out to me like yeah my my baby mama ex-boyfriend did this to me I'm like what mm-hmm. but men are quiet about it mm-hmm. so it's like creating a platform where, they, where they're comfortable with telling it like I'm on y'all side I get the guy talk I work in a barbershop so I right. know I, I hear everything you know what I'm saying so it's like how can I relate to the men to make them better how can a woman relate to men to make them better to prevent stuff like this from happening? But I think when men hear your stories and when they see you and stuff and you be, because uh, you know, you work in a barbershop so you can speak their language. And I mm-hmm. think once people, hear, once men hear your story, it will make them be more accountable in how they move forward with women because they do play a part in a lot of these situations when women are attacking each other because of them. And I think they need to see somebody like you that comes from their neighborhood that understands like, yo, like I know it can be hard, but you have to be honest. Like you, you might have a daughter or a sister or a mother. Like this is not cool. Yeah. Yeah. So like figuring that out. And, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what God has in store, but it's only something big. I know that they're unexpected. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't wait to witness it. <laughs> I cannot wait to support you. However, I can support you. You have my number. And however, whatever you need, I'm always a phone call away. And I'm so happy that you decided 2,000 years later to be on the show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, it was a peace thing. No, I know. I know. I know. I was very persistent. I was like, please, please. <laughs> yeah, you were. <laughs> But to the listeners, if y'all have any questions, comments, or concerns, please make sure to email me at hello at the phgpodcast.com. 
And until next time, everyone, thank you so much to my guests. I really appreciate it. We'll do a follow-up once the court is over. Oh, we're definitely doing a follow-up. <laughs> that's that's on me. That's you know what? I'm a I'm a I'm a speak it, it into existence. Let's say January. Yes, new beginnings. Let's say January. And then we got to say by Christmas, but I don't know, they be tripping on court. So let's say January. And hopefully before next year is over with, we will have this book out. Yeah, yeah. I gotta get my hands on the right people. So they're gonna have to help me. yes yes yes. and until next time everyone later see you later (laughs) got my prevnar 20 shot it's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine for us wise folks it helps protect i'm 19 strong and asthmatic and at higher risk get vaccinated but but nothing when grandma speaks grandson listens 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma diabetes or chronic heart disease or 65 plus you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia continued approval may depend on a supportive study don't get prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Hyatt Ziva Riviera Cancun at CheapCaribbean.com. That's CheapCaribbean.com. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.